Welcome to Career Bits, the weekly podcast for the University Career Center of UNC Charlotte. Each week on Career Bits, we provide a briefing on resources, hiring trends, and career center activities for students and alums. Our special guest this week is Dr. Patrick Risch. Dr. Risch is the director of the sports business program at the Washington University in St. Louis. He's the founder and CEO of Sports Impacts, a sports business contributor to Forbes.com, and you've also often seen him on ESPN and the NFL Network as well. Dr. Risch, thank you for being here. And most importantly, I guess we should say you are a UNC Charlotte alum, and we're proud to have you back. Boy, it's, I think back to a long time ago. And Jay, as we talked about in the last couple of months, when I came back to campus, I taught there for a year in Charlotte in 98. And I hadn't been back to Charlotte from, say, 05 until May of 2019. And I, I just couldn't believe the transformation that the campus had made. And I was really proud to see just how much the, the whole area, not just the campus, but the community has grown. And you were able to spend some time with some of our students in uh, October of 2019, talking to them about the business of sport and really talking to them a lot about networking and how to transition their experiences. And I thought that was a very topical thing to discuss right now with everything that's going on with our uh, COVID-19 situation and our new grads that are still job searching. And I wanted to get your best advice, tips, things that you've seen work really well through your years of professional work on what are some good networking tips for students, particularly as they're navigating that in what is a mostly online and virtual state now? Well, the one good thing about all of us becoming a little bit more comfortable and familiar with virtual learning is we can utilize something like Zoom and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation potentially with just about anybody. Uh, students should always start off pitching themselves, uh, wanting to have an informational chat. It, it's not, hey, do you have a job for me? It has, it has to be a softer sell, more about, I just want to learn more about your business. I have an interest in, in this business, and I would love to talk to an inside professional. And I think it's also important that not only when you approach these people in industry, you do it kind of in a soft sell type of way, but you also have to leverage the connections you already have. And that includes utilizing and leveraging either the career center or connections that some of your professors may have. I realize not every professor is well-connected in industry, but there's some that are, and it's about, again, cultivating those relationships, get those introductions to people that are out there in industry, and then, hey, my name is so-and-so, I'm interested in this career as a potential profession, Can you? would you be interested in having a just an informational chat and help me learn a little bit more about what you do on a day-to-day? I think it's all exactly spot on advice. And I think some of the things that our students say they, they have trouble formulating with is like, well, if I want to approach someone, even if it's via email or a LinkedIn message, and I want to do the soft sell, how much is too much to try to share on the front end? Where's the balance in that? Well, I think that's a great point. First of all, if you reach out to somebody on LinkedIn, don't just hit connect without sending a message. If you just hit connect and there's no message behind it, then that's not going to be helpful. So if you try to connect to somebody, and, and sometimes there will not be much response to that. I'll be honest with you. I know some of my colleagues in the sports industry, because of their role and their visibility, they get a lot of people that reach out to them. Sometimes they don't look. But if you're going to try that, make sure you include a, a very succinct note. It has to be succinct because it's only, I think, 250 words. Uh, if you do it via email, if you happen to have somebody's email, Again, I would say keep it short and succinct where, you know, again, this is who I am. Uh, this is my major. 
I'm thinking about this as a career and I, I would love to get your, you know, informal informational feedback about what you do, tips you may have and so forth and, and pitch it that way. Again, a soft sell is always going to come off much better. And, and the other thing I would say is it's okay to reach back out to somebody. Uh, sometimes people get busy and so they don't, you know, they see the email, they might appreciate it, but they can't get to it right away. But it's how quickly do you do that? I would say if it's somebody you don't know, it's the first outreach, maybe give it two weeks. And then let's see, two weeks later, you can follow up again. And sometimes, you know, look, sometimes people won't get back to you and that's just the way it is. But I think at least if you do it that way, you can say to yourself, I gave this a legitimate shot to try to build a relationship. Let's localize that to what you do again and your interest in sports business. You know, a number of students interested in that. Obviously, the Charlotte area, we've got, you know, AAA baseball, we've got NFL, we've got an MLS team now, we've got a hockey team just down the road, the NHL. We, we've got connections to professional sports in the area. So it's part of people's daily experiences. They see it, but the road to get into those is often kind of long and windy. And so what are some things that you would recommend for students that are interested in the business of sport, where to start themselves if they don't have a program like Washington University does, where they're going to have to you know, take their uh, communications degree or marketing degree or whatever it might be, and then translate it into interest in working in your field? Well, when you don't have a program and you don't have people on your campus that necessarily have connections into that industry, I think all the more reason where you have to take initiative to reach out to these organizations, whether it's someone in their communications department or their HR department. And again, it's an introduction. This is who I am. This is what I'm interested in. And I'm wondering if there's someone within your organization you could introduce me to. People in communications, I think that's a really valuable tool where these are people at these businesses, they used to, they're used to doing media relations, but they also will do external relations like a student outreach. And again, maybe sometimes a student reaches out to someone at, you know, with an NASCAR team or with the Hornets or with the Knights. You make that pitch, you make that ask of someone in communications and hopefully they will pass it along to someone or maybe you will speak to that person directly. Uh, anything to get your foot in the door. And then beyond the conversations, how about finding ways that you maybe can volunteer? So for example, Charlotte hosts a major, excuse not a major, a golf tournament on the PGA Tour, the Wells Fargo Championship. So what do you do there? Reach out to their organization, see if there's a way you can volunteer. Especially when you're young, you want to build those experiences because those experiences also lead to networking and meeting people. And if you do a good job, maybe it's not a very sexy job, but if you do a good job volunteering at Wells Fargo, if you do a good job volunteering at maybe a one-off event at the Spectrum Center at the, at, the, at the basketball arena, that could lead to more connections, which eventually could lead to something further. Absolutely. And I'm glad you, you mentioned that because it transitions right into my next question of what are some of the best ways that our students and alums can translate their internship, volunteer and project experience uh, as they're heading into the job search, not only in the business of sport, but really just in the in the business world in general? You know, we are each our own brand. So you have to think strategically about how you're going to package everything you've done. So part of that is having a very clean, good-looking resume. I think the biggest challenge is cover letter writing. So when you write that cover letter, 
it's got to be tight. It's got to be strong. And I would utilize people like yourself at the Career Center that can provide students with guidance to make sure you're making a good impression. You know, we also live in a world now where it's easy to create, you know, websites for ourselves. I shouldn't say easy because I have someone that helps me with mine, but, you know, still you have the ability to, here's a place you can go to where everything that I have, that I've done, it's right here. So whether you do that in a LinkedIn page, you can do it there. Um, whether you do it through a website, there are ways to build your brand, even if you're just getting started. I think that's you're hitting my sweet spot with cover letter writing. I think that is really a good extension of how to interview well too. If you can write well about your skills in a in a brief, concise but detailed way, you can you can talk about yourself too. You can talk about the projects you've done and the actions you've taken. I think one of the things I want to follow back up on too is because I think it's easy to translate job experience, internship experience. A lot of times it's fairly directly related, but we encourage our students too to use those volunteer and project experiences just in the same light as their other work experiences. What are some uh, more effective ways you've seen people position those and brand themselves with those types of experiences in addition to their work experience? Yeah, I mean, it's it, it really, it, it runs the gamut, Jay. We've got some students here, just a recent example, we had several students work on a podcast project with the St. Louis Blues hockey team. So the students, they have a Zoom recording now of that presentation. So now as they try to pitch themselves to somebody in the future, whether it's an informational chat or an internship opportunity or an entry-level opportunity, now they've got a recording of that presentation. So that employer can now see them in action, so to speak. And that's just one way that we can actually use the technology to our advantage to enhance that brand and, and kind of position yourself. That's fabulous. I'll, I'll finish with this question. And thank you so much again for your time today. When our students right now are looking at a, a job market that is much more uncertain than it was six months ago, um, and in the next six months, who knows what it's going to change for we often in the career center talk about how there's not a lot we can do about those things. So what are your tips for, as you work with your students and people in your program on not worrying about the external forces, but just controlling what you can control? Well, the one thing that we all can control is relationship building and these informational chats. Again, I know it can be a, a difficult thing for students, especially a student that is graduating and really wants to get out there and find a full-time job there's this tendency to maybe get a little too pushy and a little too aggressive with how they communicate with people. But you, you got a long road ahead. You want to plant seeds, build relationships. And even though the opportunities may not be extremely plentiful in the next few months, it doesn't mean you can't learn. And, and part of that learning process is talking to these people and making a good impression because it, it matters. Let me tell you something. It really matters. This boot camp that, that I, you and I had talked about recently that I'm doing in early June, I had a young man who I've never met before who found out about the boot camp. He's a high school student in New Jersey. And he wrote me the nicest letter about his interest in sports. And it came from his grandfather and passed down to his dad and dad passed it down to him. And boy, I was really impacted by that. Now that's just one example of how somebody that I've never met made an impression on me because of the quality of a letter. And that's part of the relationship building process. So even though the opportunities may not be plentiful, I assure you that if you do if you do your due diligence, 
there will be people in industry that will at least be willing to talk with you. And especially if these kids stay in the, in the Southeast or in the Charlotte market, I guarantee you that people that work at the Knights, the Hornets, Octagon, you name it, a lot of these people actually know each other. So your name could start to get passed around the mill without you even realizing it by, again, speaking to these. That's one thing you can control is trying to build those relationships and, and just stay positive. I know that's probably very trying and challenging for some, but stay positive and keep taking that initiative to make those connections. Dr. Rich, thank you so much for spending time with us. And again, as an alum of the university, we really appreciate your continued connection to the Niner Nation. And please tell folks how they can follow you and follow your work. Sure. Just go to patrickrish.com. Patrick Rich, last name is R-I-S-H-E, patrickrich.com. And everything I'm doing, you can find right there. Fantastic. Thank you once again for joining us on Career Beds. Thank you, Jay. So joined by Dr. Patrick Madsen and Jesse Simonic here from the University Career Center. I want to continue our conversation about networking. I just got done talking to Dr. Patrick Rich about it. And I really want you to, to kind of put yourself back to when you were first graduating, hitting the job market and or getting ready to hit the job market and what your networking experiences were like and any fears you had about self-branding. So Jesse, that was more recent than for you than Patrick and me. So we're going to let you go first. Okay. A little bit more recent, I suppose. Um, yeah. When I, when I think back on my networking experiences, I honestly did not know what the heck I was doing. Um, I remember going to my first career fair, my senior year of college, having had no preparation um, and just kind of winging it. And I think it took a lot just to jump in and have the conversations and even just to walk into the building. I remember just being pretty overwhelmed with the concept. Um, looking back and, you know, having had continuing my networking opportunities outside of that and even after I graduated, I really tried to focus on, okay, where in life had I already networked with folks? You know, what? how have I had conversations with people who I haven't met before? Trying to focus my mind on, okay, it's not just me meeting this employer, it's me introducing myself to a new person. Trying to, again, talk myself down from the quote unquote fear of networking. to so honing in on conversations that I had with a brand new boss, you know, when I first started a, a job on campus. Um, how did those conversations go? What did I talk to those people about? Even, you know, when I was involved as a student, how did I first start meeting others within the group? It simply starts by having a conversation, introducing yourself and asking the other person to talk about them, right? right? Usually when you ask a question of somebody else, they can talk about themselves pretty easily. And so that was kind of my ticket to open the door into networking. And from there, you just have to practice and build your confidence. A lot of people think that I'm an extrovert, so extrovert must mean that you're awesome at networking. And I'm going to tell you the, the truth. The giant banquet halls of thousands of people, I hate those things. I, I think they're blah. Uh, I am uh, more of an individual networker. And, and what I learned about myself, and like Jesse was saying, it takes practice and, and, and paying attention, is use your strengths. And so for me, how I do most of my networking is I'll, I'll offer to help other people. Or I will try to present at a conference or I will join a group uh, work project so that you're putting yourself in situations where people are gravitating, gravitating towards you rather than you having to figure out how to gravitate towards them. And so those are some good ways that if you're just not into that whole big networking schmoozy sort of thing, 
you can still meet a lot of people individually and that is networking as well. A lot of times if you are in any kind of situation where there's already a bunch of groups or clusters of people or you happen to be in one of those, again, larger, awkward career fairs or something of the sorts, um, what I tend to do is gravitate toward others who are also looking like I am, a little bit of a fish out of the water, somebody who's solo, and go up and start the conversation with them. It feels, at least to me, a little bit easier to jump in with one other person than try to leap into a group of other people who already have what looks like a robust conversation going. I will also say, wear a smile. Nobody wants to approach somebody who's got a sourpuss face. So wear a smile, make yourself approachable. It's also really important to put your phone away. We are so connected, as we all know, and Instagram is super tempting. But if you if your goal is to meet some people, put it away. Don't even bring it with you. Whatever the case might be, smile, look up, and make eye contact. I want to pitch one thing to you both because you're talking about a lot of good in-person networking tips and that's absolutely right. And hopefully one day we will be back to a place where that is happening. But and for our near future, it's still going to be a very virtual, very digital experience. So how do you make yourself presentable and show a smile when you're sending somebody a message on LinkedIn? I think uh, there's many ways. So obviously if you're on video, you can smile. If you're on the phone, people know when you're smiling on the phone. So figure that out. And I think through email, uh, you know, those whole emoji things, um, using them sparingly is still becoming very, it's still working itself into the workplace as an, uh, an okay thing to do. So making use of those because a lot of times through email, people don't really understand your tone or your emotion behind things and it creates a lot of miscommunication sometimes. Another thought, knowing that there's a lot of virtual networking events going on, whether it's a WebEx, a Zoom, whatever the case may be, Try to, you know, at least for every event that you attend, try to ask at least one question or comment on something that the speaker is sharing or somebody else spoke about. Um, that way you'll feel more actively engaged, even if you don't have a video up and you're not in person. Um, and same thing when it comes to kind of static virtual networking on LinkedIn. Um, as you're going through your news feed, seeing what other people are posting, uh, reshare what other article, what, what others are posting in regards to cool professional development articles or events happening. Comment on your friend who's had a, a work anniversary or who started a new class, whatever the case might be. And that's another great, simple way to um, positively network in a virtual setting. So a couple of things I want to highlight for students. Since Dr. Rich is in the business of sports business, there's a cool job from a group called Pro Pharma. It's a sales sports marketing role internship that is live on Hire Niner right now. So you can just look up Pro Pharma or look up uh, sports marketing internship and you'll see the job posted there. Cool things. So I wanted to highlight that since it's in field. And the UNC Charlotte, uh, UNC Charlotte has a set of free professional development webinars that continuing education is putting out. Um, go check those out. Just Google that and you'll find it. UNC Charlotte's free professional development webinar series. You may think, wait a minute, isn't that for people that are already in the workforce? Mm, true, but you can learn a lot from that. And again, by participating in those things, you get a chance to meet people that are in different fields, in different industries, never pass up the opportunity to meet someone, have a conversation with them, make a new contact out there for yourself. So now with all that said, Patrick, time for your final thoughts. I got one thought after all this talk about networking from our, our guest speaker and Jesse and you and all that. Uh, 
Practice, practice, practice. Nothing is just innate. We're not born with knowing how to network. It's putting ourselves in a situation that sometimes makes us feel uncomfortable, but that's how we grow. That's how we practice this whole idea of meeting people, learning from them, and gaining some new insights for our own careers. And what a perfect way to practice but with your career coach and the career center staff. We are here. You can make an appointment. You can practice your networking uh, uh, intro and whatever it is that you need to make yourself feel more comfortable along with friends. Thank you all for joining us on this latest edition of the Career Bits podcast. We will be back next week with another episode. Stay connected with the Career Center on social media at Niner Careers and on our website, career.uncc.edu. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.